Last time on Dice Funk. If you don't do anything, Nifix is going to. No, he's gonna, he's gonna pull the French fry off of his uh, <laughs> <laughs> fishing rod and throw it towards the Nidhogg. What topping goes best on pizza with ham? A pineapple. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. I did that on purpose. <laughs> so, is everyone we know in this race? Oh, actually, I don't think uh, any believers of the source event of the race. That would be uh, highly hypocritical and embarrassing for them to be seen in the race. So, I don't think we'll be. I don't expect we'll be seeing Anastasia, or Camilla, or Lloyd. I thought you two had gotten broken up, and you weren't going to get back together, though. Yeah, um, Nifix uses Zone of Truth. I, I'm gonna go with King's questioning and just go, are you a slotty? Are you, are you gonna answer that one for me? Can you say no to that? And a botched. All right, so Cordelia, you, you stalk through this building invisible, you get to the, the roof access door, you jam your pickaxe in the door, and then you just karate kick the pickaxe so hard, uh, you bend the pick on your on your axe. Every time you use that pickaxe, something... Honestly, I'm starting to think this thing is cursed. And <laughs> hey, Myro, would you like a pickaxe? It's too big! Um, so I have Eldritch Blast, so I'm gonna use that to just blast open the handle. Uh, the door f- flies off onto the roof and clatters onto the, the stone surface of the roof. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, I didn't even warn you this was a a possibility. Oops. It's fine. It's just the Lady of Pain upstairs. She's just hanging out. Could this just be the episode we just scream so we don't have to deal with any of our consequences? Just ah. yeah, you guys can win the fight against the Slotty if all of you can harmonize and do an entire Queen song from beginning to end. Uh, oh, I hate Queen. They're terrible. What is wrong with you, Chris? I can't publish this episode now, Chris. That's it's just it's just it's a truly. Just, there's one good one. It's the one with David Bowie. The rest are garbage. Austin, you you offered us a, an actual trap because. You you can't do a basic harmonization on Skype. Skype is impossible to sing together. Uh, okay, all right. I'm I'm gonna give you Chris. That's the best Queen song. Thank you. By a country mile. No, absolute insanity. Unacceptable. A lot of hot takes happening today. I'm glad I have my tea so I can cool down my <laughs> mouth from all my hot takes. <laughs> How's your hot dick, Chris? That's how spi- That's how spicy they are. Hot tea cools them down. <laughs> All right, so last we left this adventure, uh, Cordelia had followed Morrow on a little investigation up onto I a found bu- a lovely rooftop cafe. He went up onto a building that overlooks the racetrack and found the Lady of Pain doing something. 
Question mark. We'll cut there in a second. I think it would be a little rough to open the episode on Lauren getting her character killed, which is a big possibility. So I'm so mad about this. We'll give her a little bit of a break here and go to the combat scenario. Nifix had unmasked two slotty with Zone of Truth, a blue one hulking giant knuckle swords, and a green one full of magic. It already hit a fireball, and you countered its destructive wave. Two incredible spells. The green one not messing around either. Let's go in initiative order. Blake, you're up first. I want to establish. Uh, Callie's on the back of your seagull, and every round, she's going to heal you. Uh, Oh, good. (laughs) So uh, a five HP every turn until she is knocked off the seagull, if that happens. <laughs> nope, that works fine. I'm just going to fireball the green some bitch. Oh, goodness. All right. So actually, fireball is going to catch both because they're pretty close together for now, although that won't remain true because they know how AoEs work. So I'm going to deck save. Green guy, kind of round. Oh, 17. Uh, yeah, that, that, is the, that is the number. All right. Roll me a d- d- damage. Uh, which is French for hurting. <laughs> I don't know what I'm on tonight, boys. Okay. <laughs> Did you have caffeine? Don't judge. I had a relapse. Is, I was nervous. Is this? Oh my god! Is this what happens when two dice funks get recorded two days back to back? Because because he knew I was gonna be DMing. <laughs> I blew my voice out screaming like a Skeksis yesterday, and I thought a little a little coffee wouldn't hurt. Did it hurt? It really hurt, bud. <laughs> I, I blew out my voice seeing a band that sang songs about butts. They were great. <laughs> Planet Booty. Band. 19 damage. All right. That's, a, that's pretty good. You hit the green and the blue slotty with a fireball. It explodes. And uh, Callie's on your on the back of the seagull. She put like lays on hands on you and some creeping vines extend from her fingers and begin knitting up your wounds. It is Nifix's turn. Nifix. Nifix is gonna point the, uh, I guess it's an ore, but also disintegration weapon, um, mm-hmm. at the Sladi and see if there's any kind of recognition of what it is. Okay, you point Ori the ore, which is uh, very uh, stylized now with skeletons and such, and you point it at them, and uh, they both say, they're still, they're both just gibbering, they're just saying words you don't understand, and uh, Principio, Creo Dios, Leo Cielos y La Tierra, and you just point your... Or at them, and they just keep talking like that, and okay. that's it. Okay, no, no immediate sign of recognition. Um, well, here's the thing. I, my, my theory right now, and I don't know if, uh, if Comrade slash Blake is going to agree with this, but, um, I, I think fire is definitely one of the potential ways to go to not damage this. I don't think we want to be slashing it, because that's probably going to cut it into multiple pieces. I think... Magic is probably fine, and we ideally want to finish it with fire or disintegration. Does that sound like mm-hmm. a sound strategy? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nifix is going to use vicious mockery, because hurtful words don't physically split you into multiple pieces, is my thinking. Only emotionally. Yeah, exactly, but that's that's not going to give us an extra slot, is my hope, so, um... it's w- What's the mean stuff you say? I know all you really do is chaos and that you're not really thinking through a plan and that that's your whole deal, but like, really? You've got no plan? Really? Like, this, this, you, you can't, you showed up here in skin suits. That seems like a plan. That's not very chaotic. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to suggest they, that they were planned and that's, that's not slot-like. Uh, roll your psychic damage. 
because they are clearly up to something and it hurts their feelings that you don't think they are. <laughs> uh, eight damage. All right. Uh, it is now Slotty turn. They're going to move apart so that uh, area of effect attacks don't do what they do. The blue one uh, is going to go after King, who's the biggest threat uh, atop his wyvern. The blue one is going to attack with his giant knuckle blades. 19, 25, 22. Yikes. Uh, all miss because my <laughs> AC is seventy nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's gonna be a, a thirty four damage as he just sticks his giant blades through you. Okie dokie. Nifix, you hurt the green one's feelings. The green one uh, actually has all kinds of plans. It's racist of you to assume otherwise. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Constitution saving throw. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh. I'm. Nah, dog. Uh, only seven damage as the green one points at you and there is an explosion. Uh, just tried to thunder wave you. Ooh. So you you get battered around. And I would say this time you notice other racers are beginning to catch up and overtake you in this fight. So in order to get to the bottom of the slotty mystery and discover what Babel is trying to do here, you're going to have to hurt your, your, your standing in the race for the diamond. Hmm. Or I could just disintegrate this frog. <laughs> it is difficult to interrogate someone who's incinerated, but it's always on the table. Uh, it is. Uh, it is now Lynette's turn. Uh, I'm gonna Kona cold them because freezing them isn't splitting them into a thousand pieces. Thirteen. Fuck off. Oh no. Yikes. Oh, dear. So, Lynette, you just uh, start freezing the green slot solid. That's painful. Yeah. King Badass. Yes. I'm here at the table. (laughs) (laughs) The the lines blurring between character and uh, person are blended and gone now. I don't think so. What's a character? Chris, do you think King Badass would have a better control of your life if you switch places? Oh, God, yeah, everything's so simple for him. He just works out and fucking hangs out with his kid all day. He doesn't constantly second-guess himself. Yeah, no, it's great. God, what a life. Ignorance is truly bliss. I really, I can't. What, what, okay, so what would Chris do in this situation? Riding a giant flying elephant? Like fighting oh, you'd t- fall, he'd have fallen off by now. <laughs> He's so fucking clumsy and stupid. Ah, it'd, it'd have been a mess. And he would have forgotten the word. He would have been like, fucking papaya. And then splat, he just hits the ground. Papaya. I do hope your final words are papaya. (laughs) (laughs) It probably will be. But what about the guava? Guava doesn't sound enough like pineapple that I would mix them up. Well, that's true. Now, Austin. That's me. I would like to uh, sumo the blue slotty. All right, do a sumo roll. What is that? Acrobatics, I guess. Do you want to use regular human words to describe stuff? Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to jump to the other, to the Slotty's mount, and uh, with the intent goal being to wrestle the creature off of their own mount and toss them over the side. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I don't know why everyone has to be so extra to say you do damage. What are we doing here? Oh my god! One minute it's paint me a word picture, and the next minute, yeah, right. The word picture comes at the end after the numbers. 
All right, King, you crit. You didn't yell and scream. The audience craves that part. You want to do it? No, honestly, I'm not your fucking monkey. Okay. What the fuck. They love it when you yell and you get a crit. You're so excited. You're enthusiastic. Good. I'm never going to do it again then. Oh, damn. All right. Oh, my God, Chris. What's that? Are you, do you need an adult? Are you okay? I needed an adult from ages six through 12. It's gone now, guys. You lost your chance. You just oh, no. created. The lame Lex Luthor. Lamer than Batman versus Superman Lex Luthor, which is very hard to do. All right. So, King, you jump off of Lancelot, fly through the air, slam into the blue slot, and with a crit on your acrobatics, you're able to uh, hockey check him. Just uh, It's a, probably a cross check with your fly swatter. It would be a penalty. Five minutes in the box if anybody was keeping track of that. And the blue slot, he goes flying off the wyvern, but because it's a shapeshifter, uh, it immediately... S- uh, shapeshifts uh, some of its meaty back flesh into a uh, pair of wings and begins gliding alongside the wyvern. It is not out of the fight. Uh, <laughs> Moonbeam. Uh-oh. <laughs> that flyer fucker that doesn't have anything, you know, it's riding anymore. Okay, read Moonbeam for the audience. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a 5-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. And until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. And when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it's engulfed in ghostly pain, flames that cause searing pain and make a constitution saving throw. Um, and then it takes a bunch of damage uh, if it fails. Uh, or half of that if it succeeds. But because Slotty are shape changers, they make their saving throw a disadvantage. And if it fails, it also instantly reverts to its original form and can't assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that I was concerned about. So he did fall. Yeah, it's very bad for him. <laughs> it's not good for him. <laughs> We've never talked about that thing that Moonbeam does that very rarely comes up. Yeah, but it seems relevant now. <laughs> All right, so you set up a moonbeam. Nifix, it's your turn. Uh, Lynette is freezing the green one solid. Okay, uh, so the other the other one is dealt with. It's going to fall to the ground. It's going to have a very bad time, right? It seems like it. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's pick another magic spell that isn't going to slice the thing into multiple pieces. Thunderclap. Eleven. Eleven's not going to cut it. Um, you're going to take some damage. Yay. Seven. Seven damage. That's a respectable number. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that'll do. I'll put a, I'll put a little disrespect out there. Why are you like this? You did forty-three damage on your last turn. You're gonna tell me you see seven damage and you're like, oh, game recognized game. Talk <laughs> to <laughs> get hit, Austin. I I have a spell that could do considerably more than 40 whatever it is damage, but I am holding it back because we want to we want to interrogate this thing and I'm scared of murdering it. So it is now Slotty turn. The blue Slotty is going to save against the moonbeam, but I don't think it actually matters if it saves or not as far as the shapeshifting thing goes, does it? Uh no, it it, it can if it makes it saving throw, it doesn't revert. All right, so it's the same. Mhm. Oh, I crit. Yep. That's going to succeed, oh, but no. that's fine. It's still going to take a bunch of damage. Um, and I cast this using a spell slot three levels higher. So that'll add in an extra 3d10 oh, to no. the damage. Oh, um, no. My big blue sun. 
It's only going to take 15 damage because it's taking half. Still pretty good. So the blue slotties flying alongside the wyvern that King is on. You hit him with a moonbeam from the sky and his transformation starts going haywire as moonbeam uh, reveal shapeshifters. And he saved well enough so he's able to fly down to the wyvern and land next to, next to King before his wings retract. And he's just a normal toad. So he doesn't plummet out of the air and die. Instead, is going to duel King on the wyvern. King, hi. Yo. Oh, sorry. Ew. 24, 23, 18. Yep. All of them? Yep. Oh, no. 32 damage as he just begins stabbing you over and over and over again. It's not fun. I'm not going to lie. All right, Lynette, you see uh, <laughs> King and the blue slotty are dueling to the death on the wyvern. You have the, blue, the green one pretty well handled. Oh, actually, I'd have an attack with the green one. Never mind. Ignore my entire face mouth. Um, the green one is getting shad-racked by Lynette and is going to try to end your entire scene. Lightning bolt. Dexterity saving throw, Lynette. Oh, I changed the roll from like, it was a 21. Suck my dick. Oh, that's hurtful. No, it's not. Oh my god, the rolls. My friends, do you see all that red on those rolls? Mm. Oh. That's only nine damage. What is happening? There's two ones in there. Um, Lynette, lightning bolt uh, coming straight for you. And how do how do you minimize that damage with ease? Uh, I just want to like just move my head just a little bit out of the way. Yeah, that's a boss move. Yeah, no, nothing flashy. The green one yells after you. Y la tierra estaba desordenada y vacía y las tinieblas estaban sobre la abismo. Can Lynette, because she's a very powerful raven thing, roll history to know Latin? Uh, <laughs> you want to roll history? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can pick up some of those words. Yeah. No, eight. <laughs> I pick out nothing. You do not recognize the language. Now it's your turn, Lynette. So you move your head to the side to dodge the lightning bolt. What do you do? Green slot is magicking with all its might. Blue slot is murdering king. I'm going to cast Kona Cold on your butt. On my butt? Yep. My butt or the green guy's butt? Both. <laughs> what oh. a butt. <laughs> Tw- oh, 14. <laughs> not my butt. <laughs> your whole butt. Oh no! My okay. Butt. <laughs> <laughs> you, I. <laughs> what the fuck, Austin? <laughs> What's gonna happen to his butt? Thirty damage. Oh, look at all those ones. See. Y el espíritu dios se movía sobre las de las aguas. He loves the aguas. <laughs> Uh, Lynette, you just blast him Kona Cold again right in the face, and you freeze him solid, and now you've captured him for interrogation. Now we just gotta worry about the blue one, huh? Yep, which is currently stabbing King to death. I'll say the green one is a giant block of ice on a wyvern that is, uh, uh, frozen solid. The green slot is not able to maintain its balance on the back of this wyvern, and in fact, the wyvern is no longer responding. It has no reason to continue the race. So in order to to capture this frozen slotty, um, Lynette, you might want to secure that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to hold him. Okay. So you, you understand that you're going to fall back in the race? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Lynette falls back to secure the, the slotty prisoner and it is King's turn. King, you and the blue slot are stabbing each other. There's a saying about knife fights. I don't know if you've heard this, that the loser dies on the spot. The winner dies half an hour <laughs> later. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. It's probably in one of those cowboy movies. All right. So I'm going to activate uh, one of my charges of fighting spirit, give all my attacks advantage. And then I'm going to make three attacks, then do action surge and do another three attacks. So, <laughs> so crit on the first one. No. Crit, crit on the no! second one. Twenty-seven. <laughs> Twenty-six. Oh, Jesus Christ. Twenty-eight. No. Twenty-six. He was so beautiful. No, he wasn't. <laughs> All right. I mean, I can't imagine him surviving this, but roll the damage for, just for the fun, for the memes. Hold on a second. I had to do some math on how many dice I'm actually rolling here. <laughs> I mean, I think this is over, but I am excited to see this number. Do you ever realize what a big fucking nerd you are? Like, ooh, I can't wait to see the number. <laughs> oh, I want to put some numbers and some letters together in an equation, and they'll give me a good score at the end. Oh, that's a lot of number. <laughs> that's a big number. <laughs> oh, Lord. Plus nine, so a hundred and seven. <laughs> it may as well be million d billion d. <laughs> I would like to flavor this that uh, it's King uh, Sumo punching him to death, like sumo slaps and shit, like Ihan. Because I really, yeah, I really vibed myself onto some sumo shit for this, and uh, we didn't get to do it. So in my mind, that's how it's going down now. Okay, so the the blue slotty and King Badass are dueling on the back of a wyvern. You have the fly swatter spear. He has these enormous bone claws, and you're clashing, you're clashing, and then you say "fuck it," and then in a, a sick move, you like uh, you know like duck under the blade and just start going a ham with your just palms, palm strikes. Yeah, and then I fucking I grab his arm and I fucking arm toss that bitch over the side. As the blue slotty plummets off the wyvern, you can t- you know right away before it even hits the ground that it has chosen not to say pineapple. It's not like it was unconscious. This is a conscious decision to oh. to splatter on the cobblestones below. Oh, oh no! Splatter means lots of pieces. There, there is a fountain of blue slot goo. As it hits the ground, but the party has survived the combat encounter, which is good. And now you have a big uh, frog statue. Uh, quickly, how how murdered was King in that fight? Uh, I'm pretty low, but I was gonna hop on Lancelot and just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just crawl around front side and start licking. Yeah. I was gonna come. I was gonna come back and do some healing magic to try and repay the favor, but it's cool. It's cool. a you great visual, though, of I, King I, hanging there, tongue lapping up at the nipples. Oh, he's just like blowing raspberries all across his body. He's like, this is getting strong. I could use some health. And, well, yeah, it's a short rest time, so everybody roll hit dice uh, to regain. Uh, and then let's cut back over to Cordelia. Oh no, it's not my turn. It is your turn, Cordelia. You blow the door to the roof off its hinges with an eldritch blast. It flies onto uh, the roof, crash. Um, you walk up onto the roof. Your invisibility goes away because you cast a spell. Uh, Morrow, 
the Ratatosk is somewhere around you invisibly, and you see the Lady of Pain up here. She was looking down over the racetrack. She has obviously turned around because she tried to pry the door off with a pickaxe. Um, but let's go over the... That pickaxe is gonna get you killed! Uh, let's go over the rules for the Lady of Pain again. Rule number one, if you met, if you displease her, she sends you to the maze. Rule number two, if you touch her shadow, you become flayed alive from the inside. Rule number three, she does not talk. Rule number four, she does not walk. She floats. She looks essentially female humanoid, but you can't see any of her body covered by this large robe like a large robe her whole body's hidden in it and her face covered by this head mask uh with just a mane of blades around it so am, am i imagining this or does she also not like to be acknowledged the, acknowledging her is one of the many ways in which you can piss her off and get, refer back to rule number one in okay, the maze okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. cordelia what's up I can't whistle or pretend I'm whistling. Just gonna put the door back where it was. <laughs> That's some great physical comedy. Is you just going do 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 do? Gonna pick the door up, lean it up against the. You're, <laughs> you're doing that, that. You're doing that Simpsons one where where Grandpa walks into the building, takes his hat off, walks, <laughs> walks in a right circle, out. takes his hat back, and walks right back out. hundred percent. Oh wow, nothing up here. What I don't know why I was so curious. Uh door closed, goodbye. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, so as you put the door back in its place, like Maro pulls on your I mean I was gonna say pant leg, but you're a snake. Your Tail? tube. My tube <laughs> Your clo- clothing tube. And he he's trying to stay silent to not draw attention, but he's like clearly saying, like, this is this is your moment to figure out what's going on here. The Lady of Pain was watching the race from above for some reason. <sighs> okay. Do, 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 do. Open in the door again. <laughs> oh, hello. Ciao. I also love to watch the race. I should say uh, there is no day and night in Sigil. It's kind of always a, a noir, dusky somewhere between twilight and sunrise. Uh, but there, she's casting a shadow on the roof, which extends from the edge where she's standing to a couple steps in front of you. And it's just like this looming darkness that separates the two of you. Oh, I'm just going to take a slither back. Mm-hmm. Love to respect a personal bubble. <laughs> <laughs> the most personal of bubbles. I did not mean to break your door. I just like to solve mysteries. And I thought maybe there'd be some treasure or some shit. I don't know. Some slotty. Uh, so if she reacts in any way to your words, you cannot tell. Her her mask betrays no expression. Uh, yeah. Insight roll? Okay. On the lady? Okay. <laughs> Maybe? 18? What kind of vibes that lady got? What kind of, what kind of vibes, indeed? <laughs> With an 18, what I'll say is the lady seems surprised, taken by surprise, like whirling around when you blew the door off the hinges and seems to be watching you with interest. I think maybe you recall... The concept that the Lady of Pain is omniscient in Sigil? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure. Which I suspected before I rolled Insight. For like the whole week I thought about it. Uh, but now that I put two and two together with that Insight roll, good job me. Uh, I don't think that's the real Lady of Pain. And I'm gonna aggressively thwarp at her and cast a spell magic with my thwarpy fan. So you brandish the folding fan made from the feathers of the Metatron and you whip it at the Lady of Pain, who recoils rather violently, uh, I think actually says, Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) I got you! Hits the ground, because she was floating a couple inches off the ground, as the Lady of Pain is known to do, but falls to the ground, hits it, and stumbles back off the edge of the building. I'm going to fly, because I just do that all the time. Uh, Would it be a uh, dexterity to try and wrap her up, because I'm a snake? I think you got to catch her first. She fell. That's the the way momentum works. I think is she's gonna, oh, she's falling shit. off the side of this building, and you're chasing after her. Ah, oh, shit! Come on, get her. Um. Uh, Mario, do you have any parachute nut? Uh, yes, I do. But you got to catch up. It's not about slowing your descent. Do you have an engine nut? <laughs> 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 an engine nut. Uh, so you go flying off after, I guess, and Morrow throws an explosive nut after you and is just going to try to bl- hit you with a bomb that knocks you into her? <laughs> yes. Very irresponsible of both oh, of no, you. Oh, no, no, Tornado nut. It's too late. He's already thrown a bomb nut. Is there a spell of not feather fall? <laughs> Can you put that into a nut? That's just called falling. That's regular fall. Bowling ball fall. Yeah. All right, Cordelia. Do I get her? Ooh, 27 damage. To me? Mm-hmm. Well, it happens. So you you survive that? Uh, sure. I live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if I believe you, but I can't do anything about it. Um, <laughs> Cordelia, you are blasted into the Lady of Pain, and now you're, you're struggling in midair with her uh, and she ma- like raises one arm and magically conjures a, a blade much like the ones in her uh, mane. And I'm saying her, you don't know what species or gender or sex this character is, but I'm using that because that is the, the way that the lady of pain is traditionally referred to. Regardless, uh, she rams this blade through you. I'm always getting stabbed. Mm, yep. I will hear none of this complaining, young lady, about being stabbed repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the same spot every time, though. Yeah. Uh, 22 damage. I have nine. Nine health left. Nice. What do you do? You're falling off this building. The the ground is rising up to meet you. Are you technically over the racetrack now because you've... She's like right next to the racetrack. There's a barrier to prevent people from interfering, but she's right there. Like the racers would pass by her close enough. She could reach out and touch them without the barrier. I was just wondering, cause like, I was wondering if saying pineapple that close to the, you know, pineapple. Nope. You want to do that? <laughs> Why not? 
Okay, I will say that the 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 pineapple enchantment is te- technically still active on you. Uh, maybe it's like they cast it on you until the end of the day, saying pineapple takes you to the chill out tent. So you're plumbing out of the air. The Lady of Pain has thrust a, a, a blade through your chest, and right before you hit the ground, you say pineapple, and you appear next to uh, Morris. Morris Augustus Roderick Mar. So you appear right next to him. He looks over at you. You have a, a you have a knife in your chest, and the blue whale says, "Hello, where is the nurse? I have knife." N- nurses begin running over to you. Uh yes, uh, hello. There is uh Sadi pretending to be the Lady of Pain. I just got stabbed. Uh, what the fuck? That's a good place to cut back to the team. Um, team, what are you talking about? What have you learned from your encounter? I assume you're not going to interrogate the green slotty yet, but uh, any conversations? Right, so Nif- Nifix is going to chime in. Um, so, not only are these uh, slotty trying to I'm guessing win this this gem thing, but they're also like making plans to prevent us from getting further so we don't win it. Like this is a coordinated attack to get this thing. This thing is more important than I assumed. I thought they were just gonna swarm this the 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 gem. It is suspicious that they'd go to like that level of effort to impersonate people that we know. Yeah, that's that does not seem. I, I know I'm generalizing. That is not the picture of Slotty that I had in mind. Never mind Slotty. It means that we have an enemy that knows who we are and what we're doing and who we're working with. Mm. And that's a problem. Yeah, so we stay as a group and don't lose sight of each other because anyone could be a Slotty now. Not me. I'm over here. with <laughs> The fact you've said that, you're, you're a Slotty now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't hear me. <laughs> I'm have. How how about this? We ignore literally anything that gets anywhere near us, and don't fight anything, <laughs> and don't interrogate anything, and we just go for that gem because it's apparently real important. We have to interrogate him. I froze him. Oh yeah, no, we interrogate this one, but like we ain't stopping for anything else. We go get that gem. Okay. I feel like we're leaving the last conversation half complete. We were just saying that somebody went to a lot of trouble to impersonate people we know. Why? How? Finish that thought. <laughs> well, we did throw away that hand inside of Kato's office. Maybe the hand was holding the phone. What? Yeah. It, and that, could the hand remember us? And know enough about us to... Well, this is the way King has to describe things because he's an idiot, but I'm 90% certain the hand just grew into another slotty <laughs> and to listen to the entire conversation. Well, yeah, well, here's the thing. Uh, because it's well, been... No, 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 because, no, no. I, to, to, because it's, it's been established that they just regrow out of everything. Yeah, but could they hear and retain from being a finger? My, my point was going to be, yeah. I don't know how quick they regrow. I thought that was quite a slow process, so I had visions of somehow a hand with no ears hearing a conversation. Hence my confusion. It's actually established it's actually really quick now. Okay, because, well, I don't like... remember it being established it was quick, and that's why I... 
Point remains. Also, hands aren't ears. And they have no brains. I don't I don't think I was an idiot for asking that as a question mark rather than a statement. <laughs> no, you're not an idiot. I was just trying to like make sure we didn't go down the wrong path because I had to have my character answer the question stupidly. I was 100% down the path with you of this thing probably is what it knows about us and that's why it happened. I was just trying to reason it out with a sentence. Ooh, we're all on that normal shit. So, yeah, this this slotty is probably the hand that regenerated in Kato's office, and I'm trying to remember when that hand was around, like, how much did we say in the presence of that hand? I mean, essentially nothing in the presence of the hand. The timeline is, it was a finger, King put it in his bag, mm. went into Kato's office, pulled it out, it was a whole hand... It went into oh, the ocean in his office, and that was the last time anyone's seen it. Okay, so I'm 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 guessing that means hand grew into a whole slurdy, chilled out in the water, listening and meticulously planning until we said some bullshit about what we were doing, and then it went aha. Okay, we can get back to the race now. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> did, did we cover all of your check marks, Lancelot? I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. Can I get some healing nipples? Did you have you used up all your hit dice? Yes. Okay, I'll give you a, a healing tea. Stop it! No, thank you. Please, my friend, do not suck my old friend's nipples. <laughs> I want to say how completely unlikely it is that things have worked out this way. It's easy to lose sight if you're just kind of following along passively or if you're like the players and you're high. Um, but so the, rude. the chances of King cutting off the finger of that slot in episode one, keeping the finger and then pulling it out in Kato's office and then it crawling into the ocean. If you recall, Cordelia went after it and botched to pick it up, which is why it got away. Every single one of those things had to happen for it to work out like this. Wow. See, yeah. What? Okay, going back to the beginning of this mission, what what did we say in the presence of Kato that would maybe hint at? It, this happened in the first arc. Everything after that's for fair game. Yeah. God damn. I, I'm trying to think if there was anything about this mission specifically or the previous anything we've said in the presence of Kato that would imply, oh, this is why they're doing this. Good questions. Uh, right now, I want to establish as the the race is continuing. Some people passed you while you're fighting the Slotty. And you're you're entering the last leg. That fight was taking place uh, kind of in the urban district. Um, if you all wouldn't have been so good at combat, I was expecting someone to get thrown through like a warehouse window or into a smokestack or something. I had some cool ideas, but you just whip their, their shit wide open, so it doesn't matter. Um, and you're coming back around to the nice district where the race began. It's, it's still a bit to go, but we're closing in on the diamond here. Does anybody have anything they want to do or set up before I uh, narrate this last leg of the journey? Uh, well, uh, just as part of uh, the short rest, uh, I'm going to do arcane recovery and regain five levels of spell slots. So, All right. So up ahead, you see the gaggle of racers between you and the finish line. Uh, they're a diverse group of different mounts and racers, many of which you think would be a, a decent challenge if you got in there and mixed it up with them. But there is something that catches your attention immediately and that is four snow white pegasi uh absolutely gorgeous animals who are uh being ridden by four angels made of light yeah yep are they 
are they coming for us or are they heading in the direction that you would head to do the race? Uh, I mean, they're in the pack of racers and they're absolutely tearing them apart. Uh, this is so if you had taken the side quest to the gatehouse asylum, which was a, a quest about the, the virtues, if you recall, mm. uh, you would know more about what's going on right now. You did not. So this is all coming as a pretty big surprise to you. There are four of them. And they are methodically crushing the competition. Uh, one of them is lightning fast and, in fact, is uh, exuding an aura which makes all of his uh, allies faster. This is diligence. They are, their ability is them and everyone who is allied with them has haste at all times. Then there is, hmm. then there is patience who is uh, exuding the opposite aura of slow on all enemies. So it's like the people they're fighting are moving through molasses while they are the Flash. A pretty deadly combo. Then there is uh, Temperance, who can cast Control Person as a reaction on anyone in, in response to their actions. So anyone who tries to attack them is f grabbed psychically and held in place. And then there is Kindness. So if anyone gets over the massive difference in speed and gets past Temperance's hold person and actually damages one of the virtues, Kindness can heal them as a reaction. Okay, so... I have I have one question before I throw something out there. If we leave them to do what they're doing, it will very soon be just the four of them ahead of us, correct? Yeah, they're going to win this race. They are an unstoppable force together. Their their abilities uh, complement each other perfectly. I, I want to wait until it's just the four of them ahead of us and then activate the conduit of challenge against their team. I would also, if I'm allowed to, <laughs> I would like to roll religion, and I feel like because I'm Lynette and I'm living with Anastasia at the moment that I should get advantage. Okay. Because I want to know about, oh, I only rolled a 14, I just want to know any more stuff. Um, so I'll say that you've, you've defeated uh, Charity, and you've defeated Humility, and there's these four, which, leads o which leaves only one. Chastity. Exactly. You don't know where chastity is. You're, in fact, missing a good deal of information because you didn't go to the gatehouse asylum. But that, that is what I'll say is there's one virtue missing from the set. And these four are uh, probably unbeatable. Yeah. If you try to fight them, they will be fast. You will be slow. You cannot hurt them. And if you do, the damage will be healed. This is why I don't want to fight them. I have a very specific challenge I want to challenge them to. Oh, I okay. I am. Yep, that's a perfectly valid choice. I just want to establish that they are extremely, extremely dangerous. Um, if they see you, they will descend upon you, and you have every reason to believe that they can take you. Um, so conduit of challenge. I wish to challenge them to a no magic, no conduits. Um, very simple children's game of some kind. Like I, I. I don't know how to flavor it right now, but it is stop here and we do a thing. We're just gonna we're just gonna do a simple little task that involves no magic and no conduits. Just you just come deal with this and the rest of the party can go win the race while I keep them busy with the challenge they're stuck doing. Oh, so I yeah, I see where you're coming from. I, I like some of it. I will say they're not stupid and they're not gonna deliberately only go four against one so everyone else can escape. Like, that's just not something... Your conduit doesn't force people to accept 
dumb challenges. Like I challenge you to shoot yourself in the face. Like that they're not going to okay. do that. Okay, I'm not fine. saying you can't challenge them. You can challenge them to something cleverly worded and that you know you'll be able to turn the tables, but they're not going to say like, "Oh, we're stuck here doing a stupid thing mm. while you win." Yeah. So that's what that's what's going on. The four virtues are ahead of you. They're between you and the finish line. If they recognize you, they're going to pounce on you and they're probably going to tear you to bits. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to recognize me. Hmm. Okay, so if we, if we can find a challenge to challenge them with, Blake can get past them. How can we distract them without getting murdered? A wet t-shirt contest. This is a sports competition. They cannot murder you. Oh, just challenge them. Just, just start fighting them and let Blake get past. <laughs> yeah. So we could roll like blow by blow and go through a whole thing where they methodically beat all of you into unconsciousness. Or you could write me a chapter here where each of you describes how you hold your own until you are defeated by the virtues as Blake goes around and lets this happen. Well, I'm a raven. That, and I can turn into a raven. <laughs> a big one. Uh-huh. I just want to peck the fuck out of one of them. That seems reasonable. Right? All right, so describe to me, the four of you, this is a this is your moment. What do you do to win this race? So we've all unconsciously agreed that that's what Blake's going to do. He's going to sneak by. We're all kind of trying to cause a distraction. It doesn't have to be unconscious. You can't talk. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm trying to phase us past that part. Okay. Um, yeah. So oh, like the Ocean's Eleven, where the actual plan is off screen. Yeah. So, uh, King is going to, uh, fly forward and leap off and just try to grapple his entire body around diligence and just try to, uh, distract him like a giant cat would, uh, by just, uh, more like a muscular bear, I guess. Uh I'm just going to try to smother this person, uh, and distract them that way. It's been established. King is very into bears. Yeah. They're pretty dope. Two twos for two? Pretty solid. It's good, it's good drafts. I think Lynette's gonna take a go at uh, Temperance. Mm-hmm. Cause fuck that bitch. <laughs> Self-control? That sucks. I hate that. <laughs> it does suck. Um, so yeah, just a good solid eyeball pecking. Oh, okay. Are you Going for those eyes. Did Lynette turn into a giant raven and then her and her mount are both uh, encircling? Oh yeah, it's uh, like classic slapstick i peck one shoulder they peck the other shoulder one of us pecks an eye out the other one pecks the other eye out what are you doing with the the frozen slotty because you kind of got to stash this guy before you get into this so you don't lose him and i don't think blake is strong enough to carry the slotty like what if we tied them together one well, and i got callie on the back with me yeah so one thing i could say is king is not using lancelot right now he just leapt off a of lancelot to just like you know face smother this guy so uh, there are four of them, and there are three of you. So Lancelot could get the last one, which does leave Callie. Blake was, I think, about to solve that. Yeah, well, Callie could just hop off and grab the, the slotty and take that for us. Oh. So uh, Callie turns back into her giant worm form? Yes. Uh, we establish like, the size of like a cruise ship, essentially. The discotheque is, in fact, how big she is. And so she can in- fully encircle the green slod statue and just chill out on a building here. Thank you. Keep it safe. 
Don't talk to strangers. And now that she's gone, Blake's going to manifest a major illusion of a sand-covered ball of cotton candy. No. <laughs> For? For a seagull. <laughs> oh, <Aww. laughs> nice. Do you want to say anything to Callie? This is like a tender moment where she gets off of your se- seagull and she's going to guard the statue while you all do this brave maneuver. And she says, good luck, Mr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get dead. Just go. Don't get dead. I won't. I'm bigger than everyone. Uh, that's a that's good. Listen, I, I really got to do the, the thing. He's just playing with a coin on the back of his hand. You're so brave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're adorable. No, really. Bye. Bye. And Callie turns into a giant worm and it just encircles the whole slot statue to protect it. All right, ever execute the plan. I need f- I need four descriptions ending with Blake. I will return to my classic slapstick scenario. Me, Lynette, a giant bird. My mount, another giant bird. Two birds. Edgar. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> that wasn't even on purpose at first. I can't. I I'm having difficulty believing you. For real. Then I was like, oh, haha, Edgar. You, your brilliance amazes even you. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, I peck one shoulder, he picks the other shoulder. They look back and forth, take their eyes. Uh, Temperance is blind, but then they beat me up, I guess. I mean, Temperance is made out of light, so it doesn't have any eyeballs to chew, but I like your moxie. We're going for the... Uh, everybody knows what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, it's it's about sending a message to someone who is made out of self-control, which you abhor. It's the worst thing in the world. Okay, you've sent a message. Message received. <laughs> uh, what ones have we got free to attack? Uh, King took on diligence, and Lynette took on temperance. That leaves patience and kindness. Hmm, patience and kindness. Um, I, I I feel like somebody made a very impatient decision this arc. Yeah, so go- going after patience, um, I think Nifix is just going to go... Um, it's just going to go in quite aggressively. Um, going to go for a thunderclap or something similar to... Uh, t- j- mainly for the sound... To catch attention, and when patience turns around, that wasp stinger is going to be coming right for them. All right, uh, King, you already said you jumped off of Lancelot and started going ham on diligence. That leaves kindness for Lancelot. I don't know what's being said there. He said, look, smiling impishly. What does that say about Lancelot that he's attacking kindness? <laughs> um, he actually turns into his uh, giant mastodon form and starts swinging on kindness. And this is this is the ruckus here. Four on four. Blake, what are you doing while you, unrecognized, slip through? Blake's just clinging on for dear life to the back of the seagull, flaying as flat as he possibly can and concentrating on the ball of cotton candy that's hovering <laughs> like a foot and a half ahead of the gull's face as it dives in like a like a steel like you know, you know like uh like you ever seen the wall Pink Floyd's the wall. Of course. You know, yes. the wall, yeah, the, the fucking planes flying over in the animated sequence that make up. That's what he's like, he's just on that thing. He's like diving towards the finish line. Uh, can I get an animal handling from you? Sure. Do I get advantage? 
Sure, yeah. You're the cotton candy is inspired. Thank you. Okay, that's good because I'm probably gonna need it. Um, seventeen. Well, well, good enough with nobody attacking you because, to, as far as they're concerned, you're just a man. And once they're finished thrashing the, the furies, they can get you afterward. But you're taking off like a, a shot with your cotton candy. I will say, like in your periphery, in your peripheral vision, you can see uh, a, a large squirrel scaling down a building. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, like looking around, like you're not really sure what this giant squirrel's doing, just crawling down the side of this skyscraper in the nice district. But up ahead is the the final ring, the magical ring that's floating in there. That's the uh, the finish line, and you're uncontested. Um, can I get uh, three descriptions of your characters being uh, knocked unconscious? How how does that go? Uh, Temperance picks up, just grabs Edgar, and bonks our heads together. <laughs> God, I do love that. Thank you. Um, patience is well aware that wasps don't leave their stingers in things permanently, so just patiently waits for the wasp to detach, and then big bam, done. Literally, just had to wait for a few seconds. So looks at a watch. Austin, what weapons do uh do they use? Uh, they're using, like, golden spears, basically the kind Charity gives out. Charity's ability is to make these powerful weapons. Okay. So, uh, I'm gonna co-opt what Lancelot does as well. So, uh, King is just going to try to suck in as many shots as possible. Just kind of steel wall himself, and there's a lot of impalements and things like that. Uh, but his last bit of effort is, uh, and Lancelot's pretty getting beaten too, uh, he's going to try to basically use his legs to kick Lancelot forward. So <laughs> even though Lancelot will be defeated, uh when the placements end, Lancelot will be as high as he can be. Oh, that's sweet. Aww. Uh yeah, so L- Lancelot is is gonna come in what so Blake's first, the virtues are second, third, fourth, fifth, and then Lancelot's gonna be in sixth place as he takes uh, a spear uh through the tummy and pineapples out. Yeah, then King will pineapple away when he sees uh, Lancelot out. All right, Blake, do you want to describe anything as the crowd screams seeing uh, a human on a seagull (laughs) approaching the finish line? Uh, Blake's not sure what he's going to do to get out of this. (laughs) (laughs) You're not sure if it's congratulations or just disbelief that a regular human man is about to win the Gatterdamerung Grand Prix because Planescape doesn't expect much from humans. Uh, uh, rightly so. Um, <laughs> that's the right attitude to have about humans. Um, yeah, so he's just gonna just lay low, and as soon as as he clears it, he's gonna poke his head up and look around at the you know crowd screaming and just sort of nod a couple times in each direction, and then fly to wherever it is he collects the prize oh yeah that's the best part is the journalist immediately trying to approach you and get interviews there's a big podium they want you to stand on they want pictures their (laughs) cameras oh blake oh Oh, sweet blake oh blake (laughs) (laughs) what are you gonna do uh well uh, the first opportunity that he can get, like, where he's not seen, or he can get into a crowded thing, he's going to cast an illusion on himself so that he can leave and go pick up his prize later. 
oh, okay, so you're going to try to have them mail it to you. Yeah. I think I think people stop you. I mean, security guards and a journalist, a, a big demon covered in spikes comes over, puts a microphone in your face and says, How does it feel to win the Grand Prix? Oh, gosh, I never really thought this would happen to me. <laughs> Do you have a message for your fans? I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> 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 and so you're just gonna why don't you make a sneak i think to try to get out of here before that more people broadcast your image yeah uh okay for the record i had this race two years ago because i write two years ahead i had no idea your character was gonna be this uh, publicity adverse it's just a coincidence i've, very I've funny just though. realized this means that everyone's no one's gonna be able to remember who won their really important race <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do it every year i can't see that role uh, seven. That's not great. It's not great. <laughs> so I think you're cor- you're cornered by security who think maybe you're uh, running from a threat and they're trying to protect you and they're going to uh, usher you up onto the podium. Uh, I think the second and third place is uh, diligence and uh, temperance and they're like up there with you and they see you and they're like, we will bring the Metatron back. This is only a setback. Hey, you know, it's good to have goals, right? Next year, right? You'll get them. We could not kill you now, but time is long. Sure, yeah. Right, a lot of time, a lot of time. Gonna just, uh... Ooh, this is a thing, right? Awkward. Yeah, so you know the ver- the remaining virtues do not fuck around. They're no. trying to bring the Metatron back, and they are intent on killing the team. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. chill out, tent. Everyone else, <laughs> everyone else appears there, traumatized, just just beaten the hell. The nurses are trying to help you. Somewhere else in here is Cordelia with a knife in her chest. Are they Hello. Pro- <laughs> They've gotten it out by now. You're bandaged. Hello, do I see my friends yet? Hi. I got stabbed by the fake lady of pain. Hey, it's me, Lynette again. I'm. It's a, this is me, Lynette. I'm talking now. <laughs> hey, baby, I got stabbed by a fake lady of pain. I did not catch her. Did stop getting stabbed. That's interesting. She's not. First of all. I blow open door. She no kill me. You think Lydia Payne. Oh shit, she kill. <laughs> uh, number two, she was surprised to see me, so I look at her closer with my special snake eyes. Uh, that's no Lydia of Pain. I'm 99% sure it's a slotty. Uh, she went off of a building. I tried to catch her. She stabbed me and said, oh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot I had the Lady of Pain say fuck. <laughs> and, um, I came here. They take out knife. Mara was helping. I hope he is okay, but he is a little crazy. I've gotta, gotta, I gotta add something in. I've, I've not talked about this because rule number one of Lady of Pain Club: you don't talk about Lady of Pain Club. I'm pretty sure I saw the Lady of Pain, but I didn't want to say anything in case I ended up in a big maze. I bet it was fake. I bet she was fake like this motherfucker. I just told you I saw them, and I'm not in the big maze, so maybe you're right. The greatest lie the Lady of Pain ever told was convincing the world she didn't exist. Blake says, strolling in, hounded by reporters. (laughs) Oh, Blake, how are you? 
Do they still have uh, the Lydia Payne sword? It's mine. Or the fake Lydia Payne sword? Uh, yeah, the, the nurses took the dagger, the blade, I should say. I don't know if it's a, a, technically a dagger, out of Cordelia. And I guess they have it? They're not like Give cops. it to the man! The big lizard man! Give it to him! It's my property! It was inside me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, according to law, you don't own your own body. It's complicated, but the Supreme Court said that. Um, give him the sword, though I will bore you. Okay! <laughs> the, the nurse gives King the blade that the lady stabbed you with. Now, I don't know if it's insane to say this, but can I roll an insight check on this? Does it seem familiar at all? Because King doesn't really understand all the things that happened when he died, but he was supposedly killed by the real Lady of Pain. But he knows what it's like to get stabbed. (laughs) Or yeah, uh, or if he instinctually feels anything familiar about it. Yeah, um, I actually want to say perception to look at it. Uh, just an 11. Yeah, not very good. I will say, um, this doesn't strike you as a blade of particular importance. It seems like a kind of generic blade that could be summoned by magic, because there are spells like, uh, Blade Wall or Cloud of Daggers, stuff like that. Mm. It seems like, uh, something that Blake could do if he learned the right spell. Just summon up a dagger of magic. Uh, well, King's going to hand the blade back to, uh, Cordelia, then. No, you can keep it. Yeah, so, I- (laughs) I was investigating uh, a murder on my free time, as you do. Oh, really? uh, Who's murder? Oh, mine. Oh, neat. That sounds fun. I'm dead. I was curious how it happened. And, um, yeah, I was doing a bit of investigating and then I thought I saw the Lady of Pain. And I said nothing because I was pretty sure just saying the name would be enough to end me up in the maze. And I'm not in the maze. I mean, if you really think about it... None of us, I don't think any of us are really, like, uh, enough of a thing to warrant a visit from the real lady, you know what I mean? Like, we're all great, but, like... You don't have to say the Lady of Pain's name out loud. Like, acknowledging the Lady of Pain exists is enough. Like, if if that was the deal, the fact that I kept thinking, was that the Lady of Pain, would have probably been the thing that sent me to the the labyrinth, so... Okay, uh, code name. We will call her the Woman of Heart. Yeah. <laughs> so she's she's currently like uh, the the Woman of Heart is like was top of my maybe they killed me list, but like they have a lot of faces. Maybe maybe that was something to do with not thinking about who they are, you know. But maybe it wasn't the Lady of Pain. Who knows? The Woman of Heart. The wo- sorry, the Woman of Heart. <laughs> I do love that as a way to refer to the to this character without con- being confusing. We have a name. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we should see where it went. Where it, the slotty that is pretending to be a very powerful, scary lady. Um. Also, I did leave Morrow. And I don't think he should be unsupervised with all those nuts. I will say, uh, Morrow comes b- bounding back to the chill-out tent after a little bit. Uh, actually, with Simon. Ah. Oh, little buddy. Also a robot. Hello, it is I. We had previously established a meeting was to occur after the race. We sure did. I remember this. Hey, friend. Maybe we didn't see the Lady of- uh, I may not have seen the Lady of Pain. Woman of Heart. Woman of her. <laughs> that seems highly unlikely. She has been spotted very rarely, and those accounts are disputed. Yeah, but like, 
I thought I saw the woman of hurt, and then Cordelia thought she saw the woman of hurt. So I, I, there's someone running around looking like the woman of hurt. We know it's not her because they said fuck. <laughs> that is very unlike her. The the one that I saw didn't say fuck, but like, <laughs> next time I see them, I will shout fuck and see if they shout it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Mara walks in and says, <gasps> Cordelia, you're not dead! Yeah, the do not see me pineapple out there, little buddy. I'm okay. I was looking through my nutsack. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Uh, did you find any useful nuts in there? Oh, man, even it was too late. Oh, no, I'm okay. Did you get the slotty? What slotty? The fake, the woman of hurt. Why would you think she's a slotty? Because she said fuck. Oh, many species say fuck. <laughs> I don't believe that is known. She doesn't talk. That's her thing. That's her whole thing, Maro. We 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 saw some slotties dressed up as as other people and potato potato. All the disguised people are slotty, probably. Slodato, slodato. <laughs> Maro tells you that he didn't find a splattered slotty on the street, so I got stabbed. Hmm. You want to see? <laughs> okay. Simon says. That is very interesting. However, I have come to talk to Nifix about a quest. I want to know. Give give me like two seconds, Cordelia. Um, and I'm gonna go follow I Simon. Want be, I want to go on the quest. Is the quest a secret? I I don't know. I don't know what you've come. Is is this to do with the thing we've been doing? Yes, that is the thing I am focused on now. Oh, okay. In that case, I I kind of just told everyone. Yeah, I'm I'm investigating my death. This is Simon. Simon's helping. Simon, what is your conduit? You know I am conduit of gun. I just wanted to hear you say it. Oh, I apologize. It is fun to say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Simon, what's what's the deal? Any update on our person with a thousand faces? They are very difficult to track down. Hence the name. <laughs> they they would be. Yeah, the many the many faces. Maybe they're a slotty. The slotty were disguised as other people. Maybe that's maybe that's what's going on. The Mercy Killer has conducted many investigations into shapeshifting to determine if the man was a shapeshifter. We have no reason to believe he is at this time. Hmm. So a man that doesn't shapeshift but still has many faces and is difficult to, to see or remember or pin down. Hmm. Sounds like a ghost. It is possible. It is an undead. Oh, a ghost. <laughs> you know, ghosts love to cause mischief. Like a vampire, or maybe it's a lich. Yeah, that. Yeah, lich. That's a. That's a. That's a good thinking, Blake. <laughs> if you kill the original sire lich, does it kill all the lich <laughs> underlings? <laughs> I was trying so hard to not say it, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> anyway, what I came to say to Nifix was. There are many cases involving men with a thousand faces. He is a prolific killer. Perhaps it would behoove us to dive into the archives of the Society of Sensation to uncover memories related to the killer. Oh, we have it in there. Lynette, she knows them. Uh, Lynette says, well, not just me. You joined too, right, Cordelia? You said you were going to. Um, uh, it's a work in progress. Oh, what's that mean? She says, she that looks, she, she gives difference. you the look. 
It means that they didn't like what I had to offer, so I need to develop more of a personality <laughs> so that they'll accept my memories. I'm sorry. Lynette says, well, the archives are very advanced. They work on a kind of keyword system where you can cross-reference different uh, concepts, different clues and memories to find information that would be very hard to obtain otherwise. But since my girlfriend said she was going to join the faction, I'm sure she can help you. I feel like you're not allowed. I feel like you are not allowed to be this mad at me, one, when I have been stabbed like three times this week. We all just got beaten to hell. I got bonked. (laughs) Oh, my God. Edgar, (laughs) can you believe this? You got bonked, too. Do you look like you're complaining? I think not. So, uh, where did a guy go to get his diamond? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think at some point uh, when you go to leave, uh, race officials will hand you like a, a magically locked box that is only openable by Blake at this point, and it'll have a giant diamond in it. Uh, so you all will have a one-up. Uh, if someone dies, one more time, you get to bring your character back this season. One last time! Perhaps more importantly, the Sladi don't have it, and we yet thought they maybe wanted it. <laughs> Uh, so the the party is going to split with the NPCs here. Everyone's going to go off and do their own thing. Simon's going to continue investigating the Man with a Thousand Faces. Lynette's going to do more recon for Cato. And Morrow has to go recharge his nuts. There's a refractory period. Um, uh, got, got to fill up those nuts. You got to do it. Uh, the Furies are going to go interrogate the slod that Lynette froze into a statue. And on the way out, uh, the race officials hand Blake his diamond. So... That actually worked out pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. 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 Let's tie this slotty to a chair and beat him senseless. <laughs> oh, you want to give that one more shot? <laughs> my voice cracked. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. <laughs> I got the feeling something ain't right. This really is a very Reservoir Dogs arc. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's cut to uh, on top of a building in like the abandoned warehouse district where all the fights and Power Rangers take place. Um, I want to slap him with my tail to wake him up. Okay, I think Cal- Callie is like coiled around him, uh, so it's just like his head sticking up out of her giant uh, worm flesh. Yeah, slap, slap, slap. Uh huh. Slap, slap, slap. Slapping him with your tail. Slapping him with your tail across the face a few times. Yeah. Slap, slapping him. Yeah. Slapping him with your tail. Yeah, Cro- wake cross up. face, cross face a few times. What's happening? A few times, tail cross face. Mm-hmm. Is okay. <laughs> the, the... Oh, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> Toad. Uh, the slotty uh, <laughs> uh, tries to uh, gurgle its gibberish language, but its body is too crushed by Callie to say any- anything coherent. It's just like our bush, Oh, you're squishing here. Yeah, flap a flap of yourself, young man. Oh, oh, uh. Uh oh. Let me, let me check a thing quickly. In that way that I do with my list of things I can do. So, four furies standing on Callie, who's crushing the green slot, interrogation scene. Hmm. Because I kind of want to do detect thoughts and see if I can dig into this thing's brain. <laughs> that seems like an interrogation technique. Detect thoughts. I think the player's handbook literally says detect thoughts is a interrogation technique, and I think it says it explicitly. Yeah. Um, does this slutty have an intelligence of three or lower? No. Okay, and does it speak a language? 
Many. Yeah, well then, in that case, um, initially, uh, do I, is there any test for the initial bit? Um, no, okay, I get the surface level thoughts of this slurdy. Yeah, uh, it's th- right now it's just thinking, ow, ow, I'm being crushed, but if you ask it questions, it'll, you'll get answers. Okay, everyone start asking, I'm, I'm in there, I'm plugged in. I'm in. <laughs> I've hacked into the mainframe. <laughs> the, the frog frame. Do my hackerman pose. Why can't we be friends? Um, <laughs> why is that where we're starting? Um, I think that probably the, the slot is uh, thinking about um, how everyone, uh, how every other species hates the slot and thinks that they're like the gross monsters and that they have nothing in common. And so friendship is something that's been denied to them. I don't hate you. I wanted to be friends with you. Well, I don't know if it was you. It was the red one. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I think the, the slod thinks they are all the same slod. The word that the slod has for itself isn't translatable, whatever its name is to itself. So they don't actually have a traditional naming scheme. So uh, we're going to have to continue calling it. We're going to continue calling it Babel because it, it doesn't have a name for itself in a traditional sense. And whatever it would call itself, you can't speak with your mouth. So what do you know about the lady of pain? Uh, flat nothing. Okay, maybe she's not a slotty, but she definitely said fuck. What were you gonna do with the diamond? I think, uh, Nifix, you get an, uh, you're gonna get a mental flash, an image of the green slot thinking about itself giving the diamond to the original Babel. Mm. Um, can I try and probe deeper on that? Yes. Okay, so wis- I- wisdom save I need. Alright. 16. Uh, I believe that matches my, uh, my magic number. Is that in my favor or yours? Uh, read, read, read detect thoughts. If you probe deeper, the target must make a wisdom savings throw. If it fails, you gain insight into its reasoning, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind. If it succeeds, the spell ends. Alright, so the spell ends? Oh, is that... I, I feel like I've said this on Dice Funk before, but I feel like no matter what happens, when the two numbers match, it's always in the DM's favor. <laughs> it's always in the roller's favor, but yeah, sometimes I feel like that. Uh, here's what I'll say about the original Babel, because every time you cut a piece off of Babel, it becomes a new Babel. But there is an original, and in, in the green one's mind... When you see the original, it is a rainbow slod. It has like ribbons of each different color and they're shimmering and moving. You know, like a barbershop pole, which has like the illusion of movement. It's actually just rotating stripes, but it looks like it's uh, spiraling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but for rainbow colors. And that's not the slod we saw in the initial arc. No, that was a red one. You have every reason to believe that's just like the green and the blue are just... Uh, fr- just ones that have been cut off of the original years ago. Okay, did we see anything in that rainbow slard shot that would lead us to, like, maybe start looking here for it? No, but I have added to your list of locations to visit, because if you recall, at the beginning of this arc, I kind of broke down, like, the world map here. So let's go over this again. The places you can investigate are, first, the Hive, which is a ward in Sigil, which was uh, which was controlled by the Chaosatex, a faction that worships chaos. 
Uh, this was found by Roy, our boy, when he followed the slotty ascent. So that's the first area. The second is the Gatehouse Asylum, which is controlled by the Bleak Cabal, a faction that believes the world is meaningless, therefore we need to find our own meaning. And you had you heard that there was a virtue cited there, uh, which you now believe is probably chastity. Uh, there's the third location, which is I uh, we said was like a tea room, I believe, Lauren, which is the lo- the headquarters of the Society of Sensation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which you have a reason to believe uh, has an archive of memories you could look through if you have the proper clues. Uh, you need someone needs to join the Sensates, <laughs> which hasn't happened, so you don't have access yet. Uh, and also, this was given to you by Simon, who thought it would help f- find Nifix's killer. But it's equally applicable to this mystery. If you get enough clues, you could use the Sensate's memory system to put them together. Uh, so that's the third location. And the fourth, uh, which was suggested by, I think, Chris th- using King as kind of a mouthpiece, um, <laughs> was that uh, there's a slotty hiding in Kato's office, who's been there since the first arc. And that's the fourth location, maybe worth investigating. Let's go shake him down. So right now you have a green slot. Uh, you've lost detect thoughts. Uh, Callie's crushing him. Any other thing you want to say to this guy? Or how do you, do you want to release him or what? Uh, no, no, no. Callie can go ahead and crush him to death. Oh. <laughs> okay, Mr. Blake. Crunch. Uh-oh. Wait, hold on. And now I'm going to cast uh, Soul Cage. Oh, fuck. That's <gasps> good. Oh, shit. Oh. That's, that's better than what I was thinking. Um, damn, I didn't actually have a location on here for the Yakalal, but that was suggested, I think, by Nifix that maybe if the if the, the Yakal gets too rowdy to just go down there and kill her instead of actually giving her a soul. But um, yeah, we have a soul. Yay. But it's not a great soul. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not to satisfy. No, I can interrogate this soul further with this spell. It's like an appetizer. <laughs> I was going to suggest we let it go and follow it, but <laughs> I like this. Uh, yeah, so Soul Cage, I'm reading from the description. The caster telepathically asks a question to the soul who responds to it truthfully to the best of its knowledge. Yep. Uh, up to six times. Yikes. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. That's a lot of questions. Now, we got eight hours in which to figure that out. So, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. All right. I've given you four locations. Hmm. I feel like the Chaos one would be a fairly predictable home for, uh, Slotty. Um, I'm kind of interested in all the options, so, uh, I will be making no decisions. I got stabbed. I get that right. Pick one. Let's go. Uh, 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 Asylum? Because asylums are fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a real that's a real choice right there. Maybe we should unpack that. Maybe maybe there could be someone at the asylum to help you unpack that decision. Uh how about I don't No, no, no. The asylum's fine. Asylum's fine. Yeah, okay. Lay, I'm just going to say uh you said make a decision. I made a decision and now it feels <laughs> like I'm being punished for it by my roommate. Oh no! I'm just saying it. It seems seems oddly fitting. That's all I'm saying. Oddly fitting. Says the man with the soul in a box. Yeah, soul in a box and dishes in my sink again. <laughs> you know they're not mine. I swallow my food whole. Oh boy. Neither of you have decided we're going. We're going to the. We're going to the asylum. We're doing it. Go. Hooray! 
Because it's October. What's October? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think before you leave uh, the interrogation scene, Callie turns back into her little gnome form and says, Mr. Man, can I come with you? <laughs> Mr. Man. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Why not? She's baby. She's specifically what this is about is she wants to spend enough time. She, she wants to spend time with you because you saved her. But mm-hmm. you in doing this will allow her to remember you. And so, yeah, it's a it's a character development choice if you think it's too dangerous to get close to her. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. I know. OK. So you're he's making, making a mistake. <laughs> OK. I love it. Uh, so Callie's going to come with you to Gatehouse Asylum. Blake has a slotty soul in a cage. Despite all his rage, he is a soul in a... Oh, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> he still is a frog in a cage. He's still... Yeah, a frog in a cage is good. <laughs> all right. So anything you want to talk about as you walk over to the asylum? About to finish the episode. Just want to... So I got stabbed again. Tell me about it. What am I supposed to do? I keep, get, keep getting stabbed in the center of my tube. My my advice, get stabbed in the tube less. Oh, really, Nifix? Is that what you think? <laughs> I don't know. When was I last stabbed in the tube? Maybe if you were taller, you'd get stabbed more. <laughs> get short, then. I can't. I'm a tube. <laughs> Uh, so as the party's walking through Sigil, giving each other a hard time about where and how often they're stabbed, um, you have to take a shortcut through an alley on the way to the asylum. Uh, at which point, I need some perception checks from the party. I swear to God, if we get mugged. Uh, 21? 14. 19. All right, the party passes. So uh, you notice the walls in this alleyway are moving. Mm. Hey, you stop that! <laughs> their cover blown uh the walls begin uh climbing down because they are actually uh hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of spiders oh are these friends of the big spider debt collectors <laughs> uh as far as i know we had no due date but okay <laughs> you were told you were told about anticipatory repudiation do you think i care <laughs> I'm not saying a goddamn word. Credit keepers, Austin Yokai and Spooky Licious. Nerd. No one got Austin Yokai when I did it because Americans have no culture. I did. Are you doing Austin Gorski again this year? Oh, I guess that's more accessible. Should I be Austin Gorski? It's good. Okay, I'll be Austin Gorski. We're getting spooky here. Mm-hmm. Uh ooh, debt collector. <laughs> Now I'm spooked. Ooh, responsibilities. (laughs) I am. I'm already thinking about pumpkins and bats and candy. I do like candy. All right, October 2019 credits. I have a special spooky Halloween announcement, which is 
I went through and I changed it from alphabetical to pledge. So now if you want to stunt on the rest of the community, you can get on the top of the list by having uh, more success in our capitalist system. That seems rude. Is it? Yeah, man. Let the can't let the poor play too. I say as a poor. People were gaming the system. They were just putting more and more uh, punctuation at the beginning of their name to skip it to the top. And Austin's having none of that. <laughs> no, also I just realized I could do that. I'm extremely dumb. Executive producers for Halloween 2019. <laughs> oh, that's what this month is called, Halloween. The whole month is Halloween. Joseph Tombrello. Extellaris. Jade. Squire of Sir Octopus. <laughs> Octopus. Arcanist of Rylea. Brent. Still every episode of Dice Funk. Goatly. Devin. Conduit of Evolution. <gasps> I bet there's going to be some new Eevees for Sword and Shield. Oh, fuck. Give me that new Eevee. Ah, the cult of Gorfinex. <laughs> That's the sound of you looking for your place. Sure Rob, Rob Dakin, conduit of delay. Johnny is my celebrity hall pass. Fuck you too, Austin. See, that makes sense. I would fuck Johnny. Paul Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> Alice in the Purple, conduit of TPK and first D&D sesh ever. And my boyfriend was DM, which means he's ex- either extremely funny and cool or very bad at DMing. <laughs> both are good options. Toshiro Kuro, conduit of forgetting both my password and birthday and hoping I... And then ran out of space. Toshiro Kuro forgot a lot of things this month. <laughs> oh, fuck. Andrew Grothin. Francois V. Hedron Master. Lord General Boneshitter. Oh no, you just spoiled my villain for the next arc. Lord General Boneshitter is a very good name. Uh, Nephis Decidia, a lonely gay sheep. Random. Conduit of Would You Like a Hug? Vinny, conduit of Boo Jobs. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was boob jobs or blow jobs, but spooky. They're both good though. Or if it's just like, ooh, jobs are spooky. Oh, yeah, I guess jobs are spooky. You're the goat man now, Doctor. Z23619. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony, patron of Dora. Morgan Rapp. Am too sad to be funny. Sparkle. Oh no, Sparkle. Pet a cat. We need a new holiday for depressed people. That could be our jam. That's called the whole year. (laughs) All right, sing Uh... the next one. Let's talk about snacks, baby. Let's talk about you, Auntie. Tis I, Zedster. 69 Spoopy 420, Sean by Lauren's Ludes. <laughs> a Bozog blew my cover eight, full of hate, now we skate. <laughs> a buddy cop movie starring Drop Goodwood and Blake Ferris. I feel like having Conrad and Johnny... In the same call. It's a powerful amount of whiteness. Oh, I was going to say, it's either going to be a disaster or the funniest thing ever. I love them. I'm just saying the the caucasity is off the charts. Pot kettle, Austin. A werewolf the Chinese menu in his hand. Aaron Norgard. Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock, conduit of Austin's favorite date ooze. (laughs) Agent Hedgepiggle. Aki Savalainen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. An otter eating a jack-o'-lantern. I saw that video and I sent it to you. 
I know. I sent it to a lot of other people. <laughs> it's gone viral now. Andrew Birmingham. I hope otters like pumpkins, you know? I feel like everybody likes pumpkins They because it's, like, delicious. It's a universal flavor. Yeah. Andrew Fedji. There's a pronunciation guide because I can't talk words. Andrew Fedji, conduit of candles and the burning thereof. I'm here for it. Andrew R. Andy Harkins. Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Antonio, conduit of snacks. Arachnival, worshipper of the Spider Queen and conduit of Halloween B-Day, NRG. Happy birthday? That's an extremely metal birthday to have is Halloween. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ariadne, conduit of sick threads. I like the mythology pun. Arjun de Koning. <laughs> I just read it. Ash spent $120 on Lauren's titty. <laughs> you sure did. Austin Korksky, conduit of best boy itself. Austin! Mmm, Lauren's Kixie's voice. <laughs> the people Isaac, crave it. Conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel! The people have spoken. Becky Toothill, pro- property of Janiac. Beef Swellington, conduit of meat. BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. B-Ray Echo. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this one in the Skeksis voice this month. How do you feel about that? I'm here for it. Mm, before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny nips. <laughs> Blackstone, conduit of UNT Lauren, buying Lauren's titty picture. <laughs> Blue Six. Boness. Or is it bones? Every month. Brady, conduit of spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. But nut nut buttons. <laughs> All caps. Buy Wendy's meat cube. I'm actually out here. I'm a Wendy's stan. I don't really have fast food or caffeine or anything fun anymore because I'm dying. But Wendy's meat cube- cubes rule. Callum, I swear to fuck, dude. Moose better be real. Turner. <laughs> I had considered that it's a psyop. Oh no, Moose! Cameron Abbas. Candace, listen to Dice Funk, Starling. Caretaker of Her Majesty Elizabeth Ann Buckleberry of the Sire. Oh boy, that's a word. Sirhoptalim. I bet that's just like a scientific name for like a flower or something. Sirhoptalim? I'm going to Google that while you read the next one. You're going to Google that while I take a sip of my water because my mouth is dry. Damn, dude, I called this one from space. This is a 3.1 from the other side of the court. Seroptolim is a, ge- a genus of orchids. Oh, orchids are dope. I have them on my back. Carried oh. one. Conduit <laughs> of crushing on Austin in a respectful, non-horny way. I forgot about your tattoo. I was like, well, are you just covered in flowers? What the fuck are you talking <laughs> are you about? okay, Doc? Chance, conduit of wasted potential. Charlie, Jonathan Holmes is a lovely boy. Chocolate. We should have Jonathan Holmes on an episode. Okay. <laughs> you don't know who that is, do you? No. Is that Jonathan from Road Rules? Yes, it's Jonathan uh, Holmes from Road Rules. Jonathan okay, off Road Rules. I, his last name is from Road Rules. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, conduit of bad decisions, walling. Christ, man, the resurrected, looking for brains to snack on. He's a lich, not a zombie. We've established this previously. Nerd. Christopher Charlau. Coho Blast. Completely legit Callum Turner. Callum, your name raises more questions than it answers. Oh no, there's two. 
Now they got to fight each other. Oh my god, they almost snuck that past me. They have to fight. That's fair. Corm is about to start his dream job. Follow your dreams. Good job. I'm proud of you. Cormac the knife. Conduit of knives. <laughs> I mean, if you know who you are, you know. Cause midnight. Cause midnight. Conduit of dark matter. I know that's just like a space thing, but it's also the final boss of one of the Kirby games, and I'm picturing that guy. It's extremely good. Is he cute? No. The final boss of every Kirby game is like a terrifying uh, horror monster. You know who's cute? Dogs. King DGD. I like King DGD. He's a bear. He's a penguin. <laughs> what did you say? I said King DDD is a bear. He is? Do you, not the animal. The, never mind. Counterfifth. Oh, no. I just got it. Thank you. Sierra Saldana, prophet of R and Jesus. Q, spooky cumber. Bitch. Spooky. <laughs> oh, okay. Daniel Marsden, conduit of unnecessary consonants. Daria, go freaking right. Davis Fridley. Dawning Frost. <laughs> Deathworm Jim, conduit of goblins. Goblins? I think they want us to say it like that. Goblins. Our patented goblin voice. Catch him in bed with a goblin. Decibel. Dennis Pancake Detlifson. DM Tao, now I have to deal with player shenanigans. Don Johnston. Dorian, conduit of devotion. Doctor 101. Doctor Izix. Dragon Nexus, conduit of taking too long to support you. Don't feel bad. I don't have. I can't support half the artists. I like. It's, oh yeah, it's it's hard out there, homie. But I appreciate everyone who can, like Dylan and Rylan or Dylan and Rylan. The same joke we make every month. The dog. Uh, I'm just gonna fuck it up again. Dylan huh? and Rylan or Dylan and Rylan. The dog listening on a lazy Sunday morning. Also dishes. Dylan, conduit of. Well, come on, Dylan. You're going to make me say this with my mouth? It's the only mouth I have, Dylan. Dylan, conduit of panties on your head. I don't even like the word panties. It's not It's not for me. Ebrand, spoke, spooky. Spooky name. Ebrand, spooky name. Ebrand, your life. I'm going to go back and edit every time we said spooky to say spooky. Spooky. <laughs> it's too much work. Einar J. Ecoran. Elder Dog. Elderly goose busy summoning the untitled goose to respond to disrupt lives. See, that's not spooky in the Halloween tradition. That's like scary. Geese are terrifying in like an un-Halloween way. You know. I love them. Too much for me. They have so much neck. (laughs) Eldritch horror finally. Eldritch horror, formerly known as S. Kearney. Eleanor, no not deceased, Periton, horned vampire lady with depression. Mood. See, that was the same name as last month. I didn't even have to change it. Oh. Aline, time to get spoopy. Happy Halloween. Thank you, Aline. Elizabeth Jackalope. Elusive Lily. Emma, a witch cursed me not to directly reveal moose. End my nightmare, Emma. I mean, it does make sense if the reason we can't guess what Moose is is because the witch is involved and is, is like, stopping our scrying abilities. Read the next name, you nerd. Empress Quinn and Fair Slurping. Milk, <laughs> milky tentacles from beyond the stars. You've been getting all the nasty ones and I love it. <laughs> tentacles don't even slurp. Uh... Indigo Bandane. 
Did you lose your place again? No. Erwin Erwin Lelagadek. Oh, apparently there's maintenance people here. Hello. Doing loud stuff outside. Oops. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my place again. Did you say Florian H yet? Nope. Florian H. Foobar. Francois Arsenal. Frank Sands. Ginger beers. Got one foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. Wow, that's a precarious place to be. <laughs> Grapefruit juice. Graphite conduit of rhetorical actions. Would Lauren prefer date I date retoy? Is that something backwards? Yacht no, it's nothing backwards. Lauren, <laughs> would you prefer that? <laughs> um, I am very dumb. Uh-huh. So I don't know what that is. Okay, well, we both are stumped. Guinevere Cummings. Hafthor Grundison, first of his name, born of fire and brimstone, redeemer. Harley Astor. I can only do the British accent when reading that one specific name now. (laughs) (laughs) You've been broken. It's a curse. Harris and Andrew. Harry, king, the jock dumbass of my dreams. Everyone's horned for king. Hex Maniac Erica. It's a Pokemon reference. It sure is. He's a good Brent, dogs. <laughs> How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. Ingemar Grimon. Is this a Dice Funk of, of Horse crossover episode? Isaac, conduit of Tux the Penguin. Are you a fan of Tux? I am. Were you on Of Horse yet? Uh, I was on it. The episode hasn't come out yet. Okay. Jaden. James Neely. Janiac, the spoop Miss Dom, is ready to spank some pumpkins. Okay. Jasper, certified god of Sherbert. They already have the facial expressions for the spankings, I feel like. Oh, they're like... <gasps> There's J- definitely uh, small lines from the outside noise. That's fine, it's spooky. J. Logan, conduit of queerness, mage of life. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jen. Jenny Colby. Jerry got on tired flowers. Moo, Jerry. Jermaine Walls, conduit of cryptid grappling. That's called snuggling. <laughs> Jess Faget, conduit of veggies. Joanna the Wrench Witch. Are pumpkins veggies? I know they're gourds. Is a gourd a veggie? I don't know. John Madeira will be a polar bear in the next Bloody Roar. John Potts. Do, what do you want to be in the next Bloody Roar? Me? Mm-hmm. A beluga. <laughs> okay. John Barnett, conduit of pillows. John, conduit... Conduit. <laughs> That's something else. No! John, conduit of subpar joke names. Josie, revengeance paladin of sun dragons. Man, the revengeance soundtrack whips ass. Have you listened to it recently? I asked rhetorically, knowing you haven't played revengeance. A cat is here now. Okay, well... I care I, about that more than the thing you just said. That's because you haven't listened to it. It whips ass. <laughs> I bet it does. Oh, fuck, I lost a place again. Oh my god, are you okay? I'm sleepy. Jew man Jack. The Ripper was a punk-ass incel. <laughs> <laughs> Support sex workers. Tell Jack the Ripper to fuck off. Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. Justin, conduit of loving monster people. I was thinking earlier how there's like no humans in this season at all. Humans suck. 
All monster people, Jorgen Indie Monster Weinwick Ford, Conduit of Name Butchering. Caster UK. Kate, Conduit of Semi-Regular Regret. Kiefer Lowe. Kelladry, not her magnificent cat Mitzi, who slew Kel in her sleep. Is there Mitzi. A cat, a cat murder? Keller Automat. Ken, Conduit of Finally Writing a Goddamn PhD Dissertation. We believe in you. Ken Teroy. Killer Cotton Shizno. Kanuku fan. Kitty Foe, warm, breathing burrito inside your pocket. I don't want the burrito to breathe in. Why is it in my pocket? Maybe it's like a ferret. It's like a metaphorical burrito, and it's in your pocket sleeping. Okay, that I'm okay with. I miss oh. ferrets. You can read the next one. No. Burrito <laughs> <laughs> oh. Prime, horny for a bussy since bussy. I don't B- like it. Bousset. Bousset. <laughs> Since 2000X. Christina, conduit of Modrons in bedsheet ghost costumes themselves. That's the cutest thing I've thought of in like a week. It is cute. Think about Criterion, it. Criterion 3.33. I am not a reference. You are. I've seen it. Crystal, conduit of buying greens and forgetting them in the CRISPR abyss. Dude, Crystal, I'm right there with you. Kyle Badsvik. <laughs> Only two A's, but I like your spirit. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lady, Leoplardon is not a dinosaur, Lauren. Misfit, you know what I meant. You got owned, bench. I'll never be owned. It's a Cretaceous animal. It doesn't make it How a dinosaur. How about you suck my Jake Austin? You didn't even know what they were. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Larry Yellingman. Yelling Man, who has a really cool podcast called Humans Hollering at News, and I was on an episode. You should check it out. Wow, you cheated on our podcast, huh? Oh my god, you're such a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Lassie or Lass, L-A-S-S-E, too poor to patron, to, to patron Cruz last month, sorry. Don't be sorry, it's a miracle anybody can do anything in 2019. Ever. I appreciate everything, it's amazing, incredible. Mwah. I love One's you. mom's grown duck conduit of cuddles. <laughs> they got tired of you correcting them about whose duck it was. Well, because if I had a duck, there'd be a lot. It'd like, literally be the only thing I talked about for like ever. Do you like ducks more than geese? They're different. You can't take. You don't have the courage to take a stand. I like them both. Ducks are little homies, and then geese are little monsters that I love. Lavy the ghoulie gob. Let Cordelia for you, coward. I did. I was. I've been so nice to Cordelia and her. To just the worst plans. She should be dead. I cannot kill Lauren. I give you an inch, and everyone demands I give you a yard. It's because they love me. They do. Also, who doesn't love Lauren? Liam Sutton, conduit of headaches. Lauren Cates going for Halloween as seventeen pounds of Bozog kicks in a ten pound bag. <laughs> That would be great to explain to the cops. They're like, why'd you kick this person in half? And they're like, well, listen, there's a D&D podcast. This is going to take a while to explain. And then they just shoot you. Oh, no. Loki, Loki, a meat, a meat prison fueled by pumpkin spice. It's relatable. Loot of my mouth. Ludovico Limited. Lulu Skidoo. Luther, the conduit of Berzico. Ooh. What do they go? What do they go? Ooh, ooh. Manticore Death Lord. Matt Collier. 
Matt Lackett's is finishing his goddamn PhD dissertation. Oh, the anxiety. I believe in you. We've got a lot of doctors in these credits. Matthew, listen to Dice Funk and Neo Scum Schultz. Maximum Side Boob 8, Fellowship of the Side Boob. <laughs> Maybe the real Squid Cap was the friends we made along the way. I have a confession to make. What's that? I drank some non-dairy chocolate milk. Oh, no. And chocolate has caffeine in it, so I have been a bad boy. Why are you just in the middle of the credits feel you have to fucking narc on yourself? <laughs> because I couldn't think of a joke. <laughs> Majin, conduit of screaming internally. Melbourne. Melissa the Dice Goblin. Oh, they gotta do the Skeksis voice. Melissa the Dice Goblin loves Skeksis voice. Michael Hall. They're all Skeksis. Mikkel Minkler. Conduit. It's Michelle. Conduit of Zungenbrecher. Fuck off. I know how to. I know how to do words. Midlife stasis. Mike draws you playing the piano and your mom in the background, looking proud. Finally. A service that this person can provide if you need that. Miko from Finland. Miles, conduit of being a pharmacy student. <laughs> I just read it. Miss McConnell's missing chin. <laughs> Fucking wrecked. <laughs> That's where it's been this whole time. Modified Matthew. Mordekainen's student bedsit. What does that mean? Mordekainen is a canonical wizard from D&D's story. Okay, nerd. <laughs> you asked. Mr. Willie Phoenix Steven Lesbian Seagull Blue Bear Shaker. You're not you weren't ever curious when you were looking through the spell book why the M section has a bunch of spells called Mornakinen's X or Mornakinen's Y. You just accepted that? Yeah, it's D and D. My Valentine is postmodern artist Cy Twombly. Namita Aneskin's conduit of allergy itself. Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. Nicole Woodruff. Paye, nope, one particular weasel. Which weasel? That weasel. Which one? The weasel of the power. What power? Who's on first? Paye Rabsberg. Rabsberg. <laughs> Apparently Paye Rabsberg is on first. <laughs> <laughs> no, the jokes just flow into the next names. That's just how it is on this, on this bitch of an earth. Pangolin is a rat fuck bastard queen. Now, is Pangolin you, and you're calling yourself a mean name, or are you sullying someone out. the name of a? Are you sullying the reputation of a beautiful animal that must be protected? Austin will have his vengeance. I will. Please call me Ashley. Yes, just Ashley. Pocket Sundial. Preston Bowers. Pruitt Holcomb. Pyrocy- pyropsychotic, aka Anne. I added that second part, but that's what it made me think of. Pyropsychotic. Resume Yuzura. Remsiv. Robert Chisholm, conduit of efficiency. Please give me some of that. Robert Tuttle. <laughs> oh, me! That's what it looks like. Salad Child. Sean Lyons Burke. Simmons, conduit of harder slatty. Shane Sedgwick. You weren't grossed out. Do I need to do a, a more seductive voice? Yeah. Harder, Slatty. Oh, it's so much breathier than I thought it would be. <laughs> Shane Ware, conduit of hedonistic pansexual polyamorous switches. Sin Milk Tom. <laughs> Sir Octopus, conduit of chivorous cephalopods. 
Sir Professor Archibald H. Cactus, Esquire M.D. Wrangler, 30 to 50 feral hedgehogs, give me all of them. Slime King Mike, Lord of the Phlegmathon. Spaghetto Depressi. <laughs> is that what it's called when all you can get is the buy one, get one spaghetti and sauce at Publix? The Spaghetto Depressi? I'm sorry for everyone who can't shop at Publix because they live in a better part of the, better part. <laughs> <laughs> better part of the country. There's no better part of the country than Publix, a worker-owned store. It does give uh, money to bad politicians, but the employees get shares in the store, so that's good. And also, I'm a popper, so give me that BOGO ice cream. We need the BOGO Spaghetto Depressi. Spinel did nothing wrong! Spooky Jamie doesn't know what costume to wear. I think we had a great suggestion on his Modron's wearing bedsheets. Only nerds will get it, but it's my favorite so far. So you're telling me Jamie has to dress up first as a Modron and then a Modron dressing up as a ghost. Yeah, because when you take your candy, you like theatrically lose your bedsheet and you're like, oh no, accident. But I'm then a they robot. S- and they see you're a robot, and that's the punchline. Stefan Lund, also known as Helgram Stephenson. It's a real name, okay? It seems real enough. His last name is Yorski. <laughs> as if I'm going to call somebody else out for their fucking Eastern European last name. <laughs> I mean, my, my my actual original last name was Uvegas, which is Hungarian, so. Yeah. Sternad, conduit of consonants. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Sydney Marzing. Syretha. That's quality Halloween pun. Tales of Inquiry. Good, good. Terraflops. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The murderous mongoose who is secretly standing directly behind you. See, that one's been here for a couple months, but now it has a spooky flavor that I enjoy. The Precursor. The Skeleton Conduit of Boning. How have we not made that joke yet? I don't know, man. Titty Picks as Legal Tender 2020. That's Lauren's platform. We all know. I would be a fucking millionaire. You're the, you're the new Elon Musk. We would have to di- redistribute your wealth. Okay. <laughs> Toby Gleason Stack. Tom Bowers. Transient Passerby. Shayness. Vigar Arnston. Violet Skittles Unicorn. If it helps, I am a unicorn. You're welcome. I don't have a Leon impression in the chamber. I should. You really should. I know. Warren Wolfolk. That's a good name for a sheep-like character. Okay, so there's three in a row here which start with numbers. It's X4, Anna, Zelda, Smudge, Persephone, Tortilla, Marty, Clemens, Ramses, Liam. And those are all cat names. Times five, nine months, nine dice fun cats, nine lives unite as one. And then time six, the ceremony is complete. Math Tiger awakens. Prepare for math. No! I, feel, I feel like this is like a, a thing that someone says before a magical girl transformation. Oh, it kind of does. Nine months, nine dice funk cats, nine lives unite as one. <laughs> I agree. The cat's like Voltron into a magical girl. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Zephasaurus! Yam spice latte. Oh my that god. That actually sounds fucking delicious. Yams are delicious. Nobody at me. Zoltar the Viking death metal caterpillar, conduit of retribution. Haters coming at me talking all this crap. So I just tell them, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know if that was the inflection they wanted, but that's what they got. I just <laughs> I just looked at our recording. We're at 35 minutes, which is truly unacceptable. A, a real failure of our abilities. Um, or if you think about it this way, mm-hmm. it's spooky. I don't. I don't think of it that way at all. Uh, support the show at patreon.com slash austinyorski, patreon.com slash recap. That's Chris, patreon.com slash ofhorse. That's Conrad, patreon.com slash Laura K. Buzz. That's Laura. We're also on everything from iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, blah, blah, blah. You know the things. They're in the description. Read them. Lauren, where are you? Vargalicious. Uh, R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-S. Twitter. I sell titty pics. Buy them. They're good. Music's in the description. Anything else? Uh, sorry, Sketch. Sketch the... Bandcamp.sketch.com? Oh, I meant for the 36 minutes, but also .bandcamp.sketch.com.bandcamp. All right. We got to do a shorter one than 36 minutes. Take two. I'll start no! at the top. <laughs> Some of us want to go back to bed. Some of us should have read faster. Joseph Tombrello. <laughs> back to the top. <laughs> I know where you live, and I will destroy you. <laughs>